Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. All right. Well, everybody, real quick, thank you for joining us on The Beast Within You. I'm on the line right now with Mr. I Write in the Dark, Jace Rosenberg. So everyone, please applaud. Welcome, Jace, to the show. Um, this is going to be our... <laughs> This is going to be our first uh, interview on here. Both of us are experimenting for the first time. And this talk's really in preparation for National Novel Writers Month. Uh, go ahead and correct me if I said that wrong, Jace. It's, yeah, it's National Novel Writing Month, but it don't matter. No, close enough, I guess. Yeah. Um, so you were the first one who really uh, brought this event to my attention. Is this going to be your first time participating in it, or is this something that you do regularly? This is something I've been participating or trying to participate in since 2011. Dang, six years. Yeah. All right. So have you been successful for all six years? Uh, or I no. guess five years? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not been successful every time. The first year I was successful, and I think it was the second year I was successful. But after that, I kind of let the excitement of it wane a little bit and so I kind I just fell behind and then there was a couple of years I've had some health issues that kind of kept me from being able to do much of anything so I would get started and then end up having to quit so I'm hoping this year is going to be a lot different. Have you adopted any new habits or any new systems that you think are going to help keep you a little bit better on track this time? Uh, not necessarily but I think I'm just more disciplined and uh, I know like the first year I was really going off the excitement this time you know the second year is kind of more the excitement as well and this time I'm because I have failed the past few times <laughs> at finishing I think I'm kind of in that place where I'm going to push myself to be able to do it okay now, uh, go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself, because I honestly don't really know too much about you, except for the clips that I hear here on Anchor. Okay. Um, well, I'm 41 years old, and I'm married. I'll be married 21 years next month. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I have um, three children that we adopted, and I've been writing seriously for, well, since 2011. That's when I really started taking my writing seriously before you know just before that I'd kind of piddle around with it and do it here and there because I always had that inside of me wanting to write and it just kind of I've never had a place to go because I didn't ha I didn't really know a lot and I didn't know what outlets that I could use to to help that grow out of me. I guess it's hard to put into words that I didn't know how to make that come out of me in a way that was going to be beneficial for not only myself, but for other people. Cause I was really, really shy to let people read anything that I'd written. Now, what type of writing do you traditionally do then? I do fiction writing. Okay. Um, the first book that I wrote was kind of a general fiction. I, I would kind of put it in a general category because it didn't really have a certain genre it was about a man with a mental illness and um i think amazon ended up putting it under psychological thriller which was kind of not what it is exactly but <laughs> <laughs> hey amazon then, rules the world so we do as they yeah. say <laughs> and then the the next one was uh christian fiction 
which okay. is something that I tend to write more of, but I don't limit myself just to that. Um, but it's usually fiction writing, though I am getting ready to start a devotional too. Okay. Now, have you, um, besides the, the two, have you had anything else published or are those the primary publications? I had a short uh, flash fiction story published in a magazine. And that's the only thing I had traditionally published outside of that besides working on uh, other people's blogs or, you know, guest posting or something like that. Okay. And then what were the titles for your two, uh, your two books? That way people can take a look. The first book was entitled the lobby. And the second one is called Brian's journey. Okay. Yeah. Everybody definitely be sure to uh, check that out. Jace has been really generous with, talking to me here on anchor and being part of this community and everything. So if he's putting it on paper, it's probably definitely worth a listen or look. And I know I will be checking those out um, and adding them to my reading list for 2018 for sure. Um, so I just want to kind of get into some of the questions that we uh, sure. talked about before. Um, what should we be thinking about as we're going through this November, trying to write every single day as a discipline? Uh, to help us either prevent us from getting stuck or when we get stuck to kind of get us rolling again. One of the big things I think that causes people to get stuck is thinking too much about what they've already written. And maybe you're thinking, oh, that didn't sound good or there's errors or what have you. You might be thinking of the grammar or different things like that. Kind of throw all that to the side. Don't worry about what you're writing. Um, as I've heard a lot of writers say, and a lot of nano, uh, nano people will tell you is that it's going to be crap anyway. Your first draft is always <laughs> going to be crap. So just write, you know, don't worry about it. Just continue to type. If it doesn't sound good or you don't like it, that can always be fixed later, but you can't fix something that hasn't been written. It makes a lot of sense. I can't remember which billionaire said it, but one of them said something to the effect of, you're not embarrassed of your first product or the first version of your product, then you launch too late. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess that kind of applies to writing too then. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so what do you think are the biggest challenges being a creative? I think one of the biggest challenges for people that are creative period is we don't, sometimes we tend to wait on the moment, you know, like when we feel creative and that doesn't always come. It's not, you're not always going to feel creative. And so that's where that discipline comes in of writing every day. You have to um, force yourself into that because there's going to be times when you're not going to feel it. You're not going to feel creative because sometimes that's just a come and go feeling. And <laughs> you just really have to push through. And sometimes when you sit down to actually do it, then those juices start flowing and it, it starts just happening and starts clicking and it becomes like natural. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm definitely taking a lot of notes here. <laughs> I'm happy I'm recording this cause I'll be able to re-listen to it over and over later. Um, yeah. So what's something that you do that's probably counterintuitive or doesn't really feel connected, but it helps you with your writing. Well, I could probably say something that I would do. And that some people don't think, you know, would be connected. 
but for me it, it definitely is is like I do turn out the lights so it's like why I call myself my station I write in the dark because I, I like to write in complete darkness and you know people say well how do you see you know you know the keyboard well I know the keyboard anyway because I've been typing for years <laughs> but you know and like you know it might be bad for your eyes or or what have you but um I just like being in the dark where I can, you know, just kind of zones me out and there's no distractions. And uh, that's one thing for me, but I know there's a lot of people that take a walk or go running uh, to get their creative juices flowing, what have you. And they might not be related to writing, but it kind of goes together. Being active. Yeah. I don't think I can say I've ever tried that before. It might be something I have to give a try on a bad day or something. Yeah. Now, do you also read a lot because you write a lot? Because I find sometimes they don't go hand in hand. Uh, sometimes they don't. Now, I've heard a lot of people say that if you want to be a good writer, you have to read a lot. And okay. I, I'm a little guilty on the fact that I don't read enough. Um, but the reason is because I don't find a lot of books that interest me. <laughs> There's just... I've got a favorite author. His name's Ted Decker and I read a lot of his stuff and um, I enjoy his books. Okay. And for me it is, and I love C.S. Lewis. I love the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm -hmm. All all of that whole series of books. But for me, it's very, very hard to find books that are in, that will hold my interest enough to even finish them. And so that's, I think part of my problem. If I had more books that I could, that would hold my interest enough, I would probably read a lot. And what do you think is the book that you've most gifted? Or if you were to give somebody a book, you would give? Oh, wow. I would definitely give The Chronicles of Narnia. Because can... that the whole series is just amazing. I, I laughed. I cried when I read it. I mean, there's just so <laughs> much in there that I, that I mean, they you would think they were for children, but there's so much that adults can take out of there. I'll have to revisit those because I can honestly say I don't think I've made it made it past the third book. Yes, definitely finish it. I will. I'll let you know how it goes when I'm done. Great. Um, now we're looking back. Um, did you feel like you had a an urge to write back in your teenage years? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Probably even before that. Oh, really? When I was, yeah. I, I was like the kid in school when the teacher would give a writing assignment. I was secretly, you know, celebrating because you don't want to celebrate when the teacher gives an assignment because, you know, you, you're the dork or nobody wants to, you know, everybody makes fun of you, wants to beat you up or something. <laughs> right. and, so, and so I'm like secretly celebrating when it's time to write. But yeah, ever since I was a teenager, I've uh, kept journals. I um, was always with paper of some kind and a pencil or a pen where I could write something when I felt the need to because I was, I was I wrote a lot. I wrote a lot of poems as a teenager and I wrote and I think I kind of limited myself to poems because I wasn't for sure how to put a story together mm -hmm. and I didn't know I was I guess scared even to try to because it seemed like a huge task to me. Then as I got older, I kind of let it fizzle out a little bit because, you know, you get married, life gets in the way, you got work, you're doing things, and it just kind of, it kind of becomes something that you put on the back burner. But it's, it has always been there. 
I've never, it's never went away. Now I have a question about your journaling. Do you tend to journal in the morning, at night, reflectively? Is it a daily practice? Uh, well, here recently, I have really slacked on my journaling. But it, when I do journal, I usually do it at night. Okay. And it's kind of looking back over my day. And I'm really a weather geek. And so I'll even write the weather down. <laughs> so I keep tracking like the high and the low temperature and the, you know, the, <laughs> the cloud cover and what precipitation was. And, you know, I'm just a weather geek that way. But it's, I do um, usually write things about my day and then how I've felt about those things or things that have um, been going on in life, you know, or something like that just kind of reflective okay and then when you haven't journaled for a long time is there types of situations or something that key you to kind of like oh crap i should probably start writing to myself again um usually it's if something big in my life happens okay you know like a a big event of some kind it'll spur me to think i need to start writing (laughs) write this down so i don't forget it later and then that'll usually get me back on track. Okay. Yeah. I was curious because I, I try to keep a habit of journaling. Um, normally I do my journaling as a morning ritual to kind of calm myself down because yeah. I'm very hyperactive and I, I think all the time nonstop. So it kind of <laughs> gives me a way to dump my thoughts out. So that way I don't yeah. feel like I'm abandoning them. Um, but I, t- I, yeah, I too struggle sometimes keeping it as a regular practice. So I was just curious on, you know, how it's worked for you. Do you ever go back and reread your journal entries? Yeah, I do. Definitely. Uh, I wish I had the journals from when I was a teenager. I was much more disciplined than I would write every day. I would journal every day when I was a teenager. And I wish I had those journals I could go back and look at now, but I don't know whatever happened to them. Okay. Now, do you do paper journals or do you do digital journals? I do paper and I try to do digital, but I just don't like it as much. I like the 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 paper aspect of it. I had actually ordered a very nice leather journal off of um, Amazon and I love it. And I was even afraid to write in it because it would look so nice. And now, <laughs> now that I started writing in it, I, I'm, I've got it beside me all the time. and I just never pick it up and write. I just have... Unless, like I said, something big happens and then I want to write. Okay. And my, I'm the same way with like first edition books. I've slowly yeah. been collecting some like old 1920s first editions and stuff. And it's like, oh, oh yeah. this is so nice and pretty. I have to buy a new version <laughs> so that way I don't break the binding or something. My wife's like, what are you doing? You already have that book. Exactly. It's like, but I can't <laughs> open it. <laughs> so I definitely know the feeling. Uh, what type of advice would you give your 18-year-old self? as far as like writing or even his life is concerned? Uh, for life or for writing, I would probably tell my 18-year-old self, forget what other people think. Because that's what I was worried about at that age. I was worried about what other people thought. Uh, when I was in college, I would avoid everybody. I, in the weather, in the cold, in the rain, I would walk outside of a building to go around because I didn't want to walk with everybody because I was afraid of what they were thinking about me. And that bled over into anything that I wrote. Like I was talking earlier, I was really shy to share anything that I had written. 
because I didn't know how people would take it because, you know, I was made fun of quite a bit in school and I had to deal with that. And so I was always afraid of people, of what they thought. So that bled over into my writing and affected me there. So I would definitely tell my 18 year old self, forget about whatever people think. After I've learned that through the years, you know, I would definitely go back and tell myself that. So pretending to be your 18 year old self, that sounds all fine and dandy, but what should I do? What type of <laughs> activities or habits should I adopt to help with that process? I would probably have to say just doing it. I would have to jump in because that's the only way to do it. If if you try to ease into it, sometimes you get scared and you're timid and you just want to back out. And I find that a lot of the things I'm that way with, I have to just jump right in and get right in the middle of it and start doing it. Because otherwise I'm liable to back out. Kind of like bungee jumping. You don't just stand on the edge for a minute and, and wait and debate it. You just have to get up there and jump. Have you bungee jumped before? No. <laughs> and I'll never do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will never do that. <laughs> uh, we'll see if we can change that. <laughs> I haven't either, so it's okay. So uh, because I have you on the show, um, instead of you submitting an email, what types of things um, do you hope to learn or experience going through this writing, writing event for November? Well, I'm hoping that I can finish the book that I've been working on and start the next one that I, that is in this series. And that's what I hope to get done as far as my writing. I hope, and my hope was to draw more people in through anchor that were interested in writing to get them on board with doing NaNoWriMo as well, because it's something that I think if they, if you've never done it or if you've always wanted to write a book, or something, or just write anything. It's very exciting to actually know that you're putting forth the effort to make something. And I was hoping to get other people excited about that as well. Well, you definitely did that because you drew me in. And then uh, we talked about Miss Wonderfully Made. She's also going to be participating, trying to work on a book idea. And then I have a couple of my personal friends who are joining in on us. So that's great. You did well with that, my friend. Great. Um, and then anything else that we should really be thinking about as we're participating in this event? Just don't put too much pressure on yourself because there's going to be days when you might fall short of the, the word total. I think it's 1,667 words a day. And there were days that I fell short of the total, but there were days when I blew that total away. And the first time I ever did it, I finished in 27 days. Oh, wow. And so just don't put too much pressure on yourself. It's it's fun. I know the holidays are coming up, too, and people are, you know, getting ready for that. And we have Thanksgiving in the middle. You know, if you're in America, we have Thanksgiving in the middle of November, too. So it, it feels like you might have limited time, but just don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just have fun with it. Now, how do you negotiate? Because this is always one thing that I've struggled with when having like a finite goal like this, how do you negotiate when it's okay to walk in the way and say, you know, I only have a thousand words today. And how do you determine whether it's, no, you need to sit down and grind this out. Well, it's going to come down to, I would call it budgeting. <laughs> Sometimes I, I budget more words on the weekend so I can have, so I can 
work less words in during the week. Okay. Because I know on the weekends, a lot of us have more time and we might be able to put more effort into it. So it's easier to push ahead and do extra words on those days. So you don't have to feel as pinched for time on, you know, during the week. So that's something that you could do, or you could just, you know, when you're on those days when you're maybe at just 500 words or a thousand words, say, you know what, I'm just going to get up for a little bit and walk away and then come back later. Cause you don't have to do them all at one time either. True. And also one thing that I, that I found really helps me is I can set a timer and try to write as many words as I can in an hour. And also if you're on Twitter or part of Twitter, there's hashtag, NaNoWriMo, and then I think there might be one hashtag NanoSprints. I can't remember exactly, but people will get together on Twitter and they will race each other for like 15 or 20 minutes and try to get the most words they can in that amount of time. And that's kind of a fun thing to do too. Okay. I'll definitely have to check that out because I'm highly competitive. So that might be something that helps me on a, <laughs> when yeah. I need the extra push. Definitely. Now, for us that are a little bit less experienced, what does 50,000 words look like? on like a page count if you're using like standard font size and stuff? I would say it's probably about close to, I'm trying to go off the top of my head off the books that I've written. I'd say around 250 word or pages. Okay. Right around there. It's a good size. You know, it's not, it's not small and it's not overly large but it's a good, a good size for a book even. So, I mean, you could walk out of this with the beginnings of a, of a, a novel, you know, even, you know, all you have to do then a lot of times is um, continue to edit your work or hire someone to edit it or however you want to do it. And then you can self publish or you can try to, you know, get a agent and go that way with it. There are people that have successfully went into publication through NaNoWriMo. Okay. Maybe that will be part of the uh, follow-up discussion, what you can do with, uh, with your writing, you know, after this event is over with. Definitely. All right. Well, we're really pushing the, the anchor limit here. So this is going to get segmented a little bit. So I'm going to let you go All ahead right. and go on throughout your day. Um, before so though, where can people connect with you on anchor and off anchor? Cause I'm going to try to, use this material on other publication sites all right first i just want to say thanks so much for offering to interview me and doing this and taking your time to do it and if people want to connect with me they can connect with me on anchor i write in the dark or they can check out my blog at www.jacerosenberg.com or you can find me on instagram at jacerosenberg or Twitter on Jace R75. All right. Well, I really appreciate it, Jace. And thank you so much for sharing with everybody and bringing awareness to this. Cause like I said, you brought it up on one short podcast on here. And I know I've reached out to a couple people. And as far as I know, you at least have four or five of us participating this year for the first time. That's great. I love to hear that. All right. Well, I appreciate it, buddy. I'll be talking to you soon. All right. Thanks so much.